Again, welcome to all of you to worship here at First Free. Those of you joining us online, you're in for a great blessing today. My name is Craig Brown. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm not preaching today. Seriously, somebody had to applaud. <laughs> Seriously, all right. I understand. I am, you're going to really be blessed today, and I'm so thankful for what we've already shared in worship this morning for Thelma and Ingrid. What a, what a gift from God that they offered us this morning on the violin, the piano. Thankful for Caleb. Where'd you go, Caleb? There he is over there. The Pooks are going back to college this week, and so uh, Pastor Camille and John are getting ready to drive to take them all home. Blessings on all of you. We're so glad you're here for the summer with us. Well, this morning we have a special guest preacher with us that I'll allow uh, Paul to introduce to you in just a moment. But as you know, our team that went to Columbia on their mission trip just came home on Monday evening. And so all seven of them are decompressing and unpacking all of the rich experiences that they've had there. And I have to tell you, this is one of the best weeks I've had at work because I've been able to listen to these stories and listen to the way God has moved in each of their lives and in the lives of those they served in Columbia. It has been a rich week, and I'm looking forward to you hearing those stories as well. We've set aside the 10th of September, which is our celebration Sunday, as a time for you to hear the stories and members of the team talk a little bit with you in the congregation. So plan now that Sunday after Labor Day, we're going to have a fantastic time of worship together that morning. In our own church, we've been in a partnership in Latin America for years, and we've been a part of Free Methodist World Missions Latin America and also Impact Latin America, kind of a, a related organization to the work of Free Methodist World Missions. And so our guest preacher and those with us this morning uh, are all a part of that work, and I thought it would be best for you to hear a little bit about what Impact Latin America does and how we are engaged in mission in Latin America, even as this church engages in that mission by sending a team and financial support. So it's a privilege to introduce a friend of this congregation for many years, the Reverend Dr. Paul Oliver, who is the chairman of the board of Impact Latin America, who's going to start off this morning sharing with you a little bit about that work, and then he's going to introduce uh, our guest this morning. He'll be bringing the message. So Paul, please come. And we all should welcome him. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. Uh, it's great to be here today. Uh, my wife Delia and I feel like we're coming home every time we worship with you. In fact, we were here just two Sundays ago. We're based here in Seattle. And so two Sundays ago, we had the opportunity to worship with you and heard Pastor Craig preach a great sermon on Acts 1-8, where Jesus commissioned us to be his witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And Pastor Craig's punchline two weeks ago was, every follower of Jesus is called to mission. And so you, individually, and your families, and as a congregation, you are finding creative ways, new ways to reach out and be Jesus' witnesses here in your Jerusalem, Seattle, the Puget Sound region, your Judea. And I'm just really grateful that as Pastor Craig said, Impact Latin America that we represent is one of your partners to help you reach uh, Samaria and the ends of the earth. Uh, from Seattle, roughly 8,000 miles south to the southern tip of South America. That's kind of the ends of the, the earth down there, Tierra del Fuego. There's a lot of land in between. 
And uh, Latin America is a beautiful region with some 30 countries, um, rich cultures, wonderful, fun-loving people, great food. There's so much we could share, but it's also a region in chaos. And you know if you're reading the news that um, there's a lot of issues these days in Latin America. Your family probably has felt the effects of uh, 10%, roughly 10% inflation here uh, in the U.S. in the last year. Many countries in Latin America are experiencing 10% inflation every month. And Argentina, in particular, had 115% inflation in the last 12 months. Venezuela had over 1,000% inflation in the last 12 months. And there are many countries have been rocked by social upheaval and rioting and demonstrations. We could talk a lot about that. There's a lot of poverty and corruption, and there's a lot of domestic violence. So many issues. And it's no surprise, then, that people head north. They're fleeing difficult conditions, and they're pulled by the American dream and opportunity. And so you listen to the news reports and you wonder, what hope is there? And as followers of Jesus, we know that the only hope is God's peace, that God's peace offers the answer. But still, we wonder at times, what can we do? What can one individual do? What can one family or one church do? What part can can we really play? Well, Impact Latin America exists to engage partners like you, individuals, families, like your church, to plant God's peace in individuals, in homes, and in communities. And we do that by equipping Latin American leaders to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Impact Latin America was formed back in 2019, building on the foundation that was laid within the Free Methodist Church, And we equip ordinary women and men of all ages to go out and find a person of peace, following Jesus' instructions to his disciples in Luke 10 and Matthew 10. Uh, They go out looking for someone who God has prepared to receive their message and then to share with them their testimony of what Jesus has done for them and to share God's story, uh, the meta-story of God down through history. And then we develop leaders through a well-honed system, uh, a network of coaching and learning cohorts, a lot of it in person, a lot of it online, uh, through WhatsApp. And uh, we gather new believers into houses of peace. That's our term for a house church. And it's in the houses of peace that these new believers are Uh, engaged in ongoing relational discipleship and equipped to discover and use their spiritual gifts. So your missions team that was in Pereira, Colombia, uh, just this past week or two weeks, uh, they were working, visiting with, and working with one of these networks, a cluster of houses of peace that are the fruit of IMPACT's model of community church planting. So I hope that connects the dots for you and puts this in, in context. And that network of uh, seven or eight house churches that has emerged in Pereira over the last few years, that's one of, of over 150 such networks 
all over Latin America. Now, this model has, has very low overhead cost. Uh, overwhelmingly, the leaders are bivocational, bi-occupational, as we say in Spanish, and uh, they're self-supporting. This, this requires no church buildings. There's a place for that, but this starting model does not depend on buildings. These uh, houses of peace meet in homes, in, in a garage, in, in parks, and community centers, and businesses. So this is, this is very organic and relational. And Impact Latin America raises funds to develop curriculum materials that are acculturated and field-tested, and we raise funds to hold training events, both to equip and train those people that are already involved, but also to introduce this biblical model of community church planting to, to new denominations or new partner churches and organizations. And, and we also pay a, face, a fair salary to employ a few very effective, experienced leaders who are the regional mentors, who, who coach the whole, this whole movement in a country or in, in a group of countries. So all of this is really essential work to keep this movement going in, and expanding in a healthy and sustainable way. And the results are pretty amazing. As I said, all of this started uh, building on the previous foundation, but Impact Latin America had a modest beginning of 2000, in 2019 of 286 houses of peace in uh, about 10 countries. And we all know what happened in 2020. Um, but despite the pandemic, by God's grace, we have seen significant growth, both wide and deep. Uh, over 8,500 people have been trained on our disciples making, uh, disciples multiplying disciples training, equipped to go out and share their faith, to find a person of peace. And this has resulted, since 2020, this has resulted in over 11,500 new believers. Now, these are not just people who prayed a prayer or raised a hand. These are people that we can track. These are people that, that most of them, we know where, who they are and where they are. And they are being discipled. They're being followed up on and discipled in this relational and, and uh, holistic way in now 1,300 active houses of peace in 19 countries. Now, if you read your bulletin as you were coming in and sitting down, you see it said 1,200 houses of peace in 17 countries. And that is the information that I gave to Pastor Craig just a couple of weeks ago. So he did not get it wrong. But just last week, we got the, re the report of the last three months. So that means that in the last three months, we've had a net increase of over 100 new houses of peace. And we've entered two new countries, Panama and Guatemala. So, And the other thing is that uh, all of this began within the Free Methodist Church, but now about a quarter of everything we report is in partnership with quite a range of other denominations uh, in different partnerships. But we want to continue to partner with you for this global transformation. Uh, we have an effective biblical model. Uh, we believe we have a proven, a proven track record and demonstrated trustworthiness, and we can help you and your family and your church uh, to make a difference in this beautiful but troubled region of the world. You can have a real impact 
on Latin America, and we can help you do it. Now, on September 16th, uh, you have a great opportunity to learn more and, and explore further involvement. Uh, and that is we're having, uh, here in the Seattle area, an evening with impact. Uh, this will be a celebration of what God is doing, an update to all of our local partners here in the Puget Sound region, and also an opportunity to engage new partners, new people. So pull out your cell phone right now and go to impactlatinamerica.org. Uh, you, can, uh, you can follow the links there and uh, RSVP to, to attend, to participate in that event. It's going to be held at Washington Cathedral over in Redmond. It's not that far away, just across the lake. And uh, we'd love to have you participate, and uh, it would be great to have a, a good group of people from Seattle First Church representing our partnership with Impact Latin America. So you can find out more details and RSVP uh, through the website. And I do have a few uh, printed invitations. If you'd like something in paper to remind you and take with you today, I'd be glad to share uh, one of those with you. But right now I have the privilege of introducing my colleague and friend, Pastor John Hydro Leal. Uh, some of you may remember he preached here about 18 months ago. Uh, I can tell you there are hundreds of really great leaders involved in this movement across Latin America, but Pastor John Hydro is the key person behind it all. He is the field director for Impact Latin America. Uh, I'm the operations director and board chair. Uh, Dr. Ricardo Gomez is the executive director. John Hydro and I work closely with him and under his direction. And uh, I can tell you that Pastor John Hydro is a godly leader and a very a reflective practitioner. And he is going to bring the message this morning, interpreted by Dr. Delia Neusch-Olver. Good morning. Buenos dias. Thank you for your invitation and thank you for your team in Colombia. Really, this day uh, team uh, are very important. Y quiero decirles una vez más gracias. And I want to say again, thank you. Es un enorme gusto para mí estar en esta mañana aquí. It's a it's a great joy for me to be here with you this morning again. Y sobre todo para compartir la palabra de Dios. Que es un privilegio enorme poder escucharla. And it's a to share that. El 28 de agosto de 1963, mm -hmm. sí. desde las escalinatas del monumento a Lincoln, se pronunció el que para muchos expertos es el más grande discurso del siglo XX. 28th of August, uh, 1963, from the steps of the Lincoln Monument in Washington, D.C., there was a, a speech that was given that many people have said was the best speech in the 20th century. Yo tengo un sueño. I have a dream. En este discurso, el Dr. Martin Luther King habló una enorme multitud. In this speech, Dr. Martin Luther King spoke to a very, very large um, crowd. Y él habló acerca de un mundo en que la gente de diferentes razas coexistieran armoniosamente. And he spoke about a dream of different races of people and kinds of people coexisting peacefully. 
y coexistieran como iguales. And they, that they would coexist as equal people. Seguramente en ese momento ese discurso generó un sentido de grandeza y trascendencia. I'm sure that at that time that that speech generated a sense of of uh, greatness and of of um, transcendence. Algunos lo escucharon y pensaron que era algo utópico. Some people listened to it and they thought it was just utopian. Y todo eso porque la propuesta del, Mar del doctor Martin Luther King era la de un mundo mejor. And all that because Dr. Martin Luther King had a dream of a better world. Pues bien, eh, en esta mañana yo también quiero hablarles de un sueño. This morning I want to talk with you about a dream. Pero un sueño aún más grande. But a dream that is even bigger than the más trascendente. Even more transcendent. Y más utópico. And even more utopian. Un sueño que vale la pena soñar. A, a dream that is worth dreaming. Pero no es mi sueño. But it's not my dream. Hoy quiero hablarles acerca del sueño de Dios. Today I want to talk to you about God having a dream. Porque Dios tiene un sueño. Because God does have a dream. El texto que leímos esta mañana, Isaías 11, 1 al 9, mm -hmm. nos presenta de manera comprimida el sueño de Dios. The reading of the scripture this morning is a condensed version of God's dream. En primer lugar nos habla de que Dios sueña con un mundo justo. And in the, the first thing in that reading is that God, God dreams of a just word, world. Es interesante que en los versos 3 al 5, 8 veces aparecen palabras relacionadas con el concepto de justicia. In verses 3, 4, and 5, eight times there is a reference to concepts that have to do with justice. Y según estos versos, la expectativa de Dios con la venida del Mesías era un mundo que disfrutaría de relaciones correctas entre los seres humanos. And, and according to that reading, the, the dream was a world where, where live, human beings would relate to each other in very healthy ways. La expectativa de Dios es que cada persona iba a ser tratada con respeto. God's, God's dream was that every person was going to be treated with respect. Cada persona iba a ser tratada con dignidad. Every person treated with dignity. Porque cada persona es la imagen de Dios. Because every person has the image of God in them. En el sueño de Dios las personas no son tratadas según su apariencia. In, in God's dream, people were not treated based on their appearance. No son juzgadas con privilegio por razón de su condición económica. And they are not judged as, as people of privilege or not based on their economic situation. El, el sueño de Dios es que las estructuras sociales sean radicalmente transformadas. The dream of God is that social structures will be radically transformed. Y al ser radicalmente transformadas, entonces se puede evitarse la injusticia. And when they are transformed, radically transformed, then injustice can be avoided. Eh, Dios sueña eh, con un mundo en el que la opresión y la violencia contra el, ino, contra el inmigrante, contra la viuda, contra el huérfano, no son toleradas. God dreams of a world where we do not tolerate injustice against the immigrant, against the widow, against... against the viudas. Las viudas, los inmigrantes y demás, and, and orphan people that we do not tolerate a dream where we do not tolerate injustice with those people groups. 
Pero el sueño de Dios va más allá. But the dream of God goes even beyond that. Porque Dios no solo sueña con un mundo justo. But because God doesn't just dream of a just world. Dios sueña con una creación reconciliada. God dreams with a creation that is reconciled. Los versos 6 al 9a nos presentan un mundo en que los seres humanos no se da, los seres vivos no se hacen daño entre ellos. Verses 6, 7, 8 describe a world where living creatures do not hurt each other. Nos presentan un cambio radical en el ecosistema. There is a radical change in the ecosystem. Sin depredadores y sin presas. Without predators nor prey. Un mundo en el que los leones se vuelven vegetarianos. A world where lions become vegetarian. Los leones van a comer paja, dice the el texto. The lions will eat straw, says the word of God. Es maravilloso. That, that's quite something. Algunos pensarán que simplemente eso se trata de una metáfora, de algo que no es literal. Perhaps some of you think that that's not a literal thing, that that is just a metaphoric thing. Sin embargo, debemos recordar que a Dios le interesa profundamente todos los seres vivos. But we must remember that, that God is interested in all living creatures. Dios no está interesado solamente en los seres humanos, pero en todos los seres vivos. God is not just interested in human beings, but on all living creatures. Debemos recordar que en el diluvio Dios decidió salvar parejas de animales. Remember that in the flood, God decided to save uh, animals in twos. Y luego hizo un pacto con todos los seres vivos, dice Génesis 9. And then he made a, a covenant with all living creatures. Y Jesús dijo que Dios Padre alimenta las aves y viste los lirios. And Jesus said that God the Father feeds the birds and makes the lilies grow. Y el apóstol Pablo mencionó que la creación misma será libertada. And the apostle Paul said that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage. Y en el Apocalipsis se nos menciona que Dios destruirá a los que destruyen la tierra. And in Revelation, it says that God will destroy those who destroy the earth. Entonces podemos afirmar con buenas posibilidades bíblicas de que Dios sueña con una creación reconciliada. So we can we can say today with confidence that it's based on the scripture that God dreams of a creation that is reconciled. Dios sueña con un mundo en el que los ecosistemas, su creación es restaurada a su gloria original. God dreams with a world where ecosystems, where everything is is um, restored to God's original plan. Pero nuestro pasaje de Isaías 11 da un paso más allá a partir de la segunda mitad del verso 9. But the scripture that was read for us this morning takes it even further. Y nos dice que Dios sueña con un mundo lleno de él. It says that God dreams with a world with an earth that will be filled with him. Rebosará la tierra con el conocimiento del Señor como rebosa el mar con las aguas. And that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord like the waters cover the sea. El sueño de Dios es un mundo en el que podamos experimentar la presencia de Dios de manera profunda. The dream of God is, is a, it's a world where we would ex, uh, experience the, the presence of God in very deep ways. 
De hecho, este tercer aspecto del sueño de Dios es la razón de los dos anteriores. Actually, this third aspect of, God, aspect of God's dream is the reason for the previous two that I mentioned. Y eso tiene mucho sentido. And that has a lot of sense. Porque solo un mundo en el que Dios es conocido de forma inform no, no informativa, sino espiritual, es, eh, sino experimental es donde la justicia y la restauración son posibles. Because only a world where, where God is experienced uh, not just intellectually but personally can the other things that we talked about happen. Entonces, en resumen, podemos decir que Dios sueña con un mundo completo, pleno, en armonía. So we can say that God dreams with a world that is whole, that is complete, that is harmonious. Dios sueña con un mundo en paz. God dreams of a world in peace. Dios sueña con un mundo en shalom. God dreams of a world in shalom. Un mundo en el que su shalom no tendrá fin. A world where God's shalom has no end. Pero esto no solamente es expresado en Isaías 11. This is not just expressed in Isaiah 11. En verdad es el mensaje completo de la historia bíblica. La historia bíblica empieza con una creación. The biblical story starts with a creation. Con un mundo pleno. With a, with a, um, a, with a world that is complete. Thank un you. mundo en el que todo está en armonía. A world where everything is harmonious. No hace falta nada. There is no, nothing is missing. Al leer los primeros dos capítulos de Génesis encontramos una bella historia. Una qué? Una bella historia. When we read the beginning of Genesis, we, we find a beautiful story. Leemos los primeros dos capítulos de Génesis y suspiramos. We, we, we read the first two chapters in Genesis and we sigh. Suspiramos de añoranza. We sigh with yearning. Pero cuando vamos al final de la Biblia y leemos eh, el final de la Biblia, encontramos una nueva creación. Cielos nuevos y tierra nueva. New heavens, new earth. Una vez más, un mundo completo. Once again, a world that is whole and complete. Un mundo en el que Dios se hace plenamente presente. A world where God is fully present. Un mundo lleno de justicia. A world filled with justice. Un mundo lleno de armonía entre los seres vivos. A world filled with harmony among all living creatures. Y yo espero que al pensar en este panorama usted haya podido suspirar. And I hope that when you think about this picture that I am painting for you that you are sign. Y yo espero que usted se pueda unir a la, a la oración de, la post, de, de Juan en Apocalipsis. Sign with yearning and that you join the prayer of John in the Revelations. Ven, Señor Jesús. Come, Lord Jesus. Qué bello sueño el de nuestro Dios. What, what a dream, what a dream that our God has. Y sin embargo, nuestro mundo vive una pesadilla. But our world lives, lives a, a nightmare. Vive una pesadilla por la crisis política en, en todo el mundo. A nightmare of political crisis all over the world. Creo que muchos de nosotros en los últimos meses hemos experimentado la realidad de un mundo que parece acercarse a un, un conflicto bélico internacional. I think that many of us around the world are, are stressing and concerned about the reality of a world that is getting closer and closer 
to an international war. Y no solo internacional, pero multinacional con implicaciones que transformarían la existencia de la, de la humanidad. And not just, uh, uh, not just international, but, but implications that will transform the world as we know it. Y por otra parte, vivimos un mundo con una crisis económica como hace muchos años no experimentábamos. And, and also, we are living in a world with economic crisis like we had not seen in many, many years. Doctor Paul Olver habló acerca de la inflación en, la, en América y en, to, y en toda Latinoamérica. Doctor Paul Olver talked about the inflation that we live with in all of Latin America. Pero es igual en todo el mundo casi. But it's, it's the same all over the world. Y déjenme señalar un último asunto en el que vemos esa pesadilla. One more thing where I see this nightmare. Vivimos una crisis social y humanitaria mm. en todos nuestros continentes. We see a, a crisis, a social crisis, humanitarian crisis all over all over all continents. Vemos olas y olas de inmigrantes mm. tratando de escapar de esta crisis. We see waves and waves of immigrants trying to escape the crisis where they are. En mi país podemos ver cuánta gente llega de otras latitudes mm. para cruzar el tapón de Darío en un lugar peligroso para venir a los Estados Unidos. In my country we see people who have come to our country and then they continue through very very dangerous crossings in Central America trying to reach the dream of the United States. Y quizás ustedes han visto las noticias de los barcos que zarpan de las costas del norte de África para ir a Europa arriesgando su vida, la vida de sus hijos y toda su existencia. You've seen the pictures and the news of ships, boats that are leaving Africa and, and hoping to make it to Europe because of the desperation of provide, being able to provide something for their children and for the next generations. Y cuando llegan a estas sociedades, muchas veces no encuentran una respuesta. And so many times when they arrive to where they are going, they don't find the answers that they were hoping for. El mundo vive una pesadilla. The world is living a nightmare. Pero en medio de este oscuro panorama hay buenas nuevas para nosotros en esta mañana. But in the midst of this very dark nightmare, there is good news for us this morning. Dios tiene un sueño. God has a dream. Y ese sueño se cumplirá. And that dream will become reality. Porque cuando Dios sueña, no sueña una posibilidad, sino una realidad. Because when God dreams, he doesn't just dream possibilities, he dreams realities. Isaías 11 no nos presenta el sueño de Dios como algo que de pronto pasará. Uh, Isaiah 11 doesn't paint a picture of, of uh, God's dream that may happen. Sino como algo que se efectivamente va a ocurrir. But something that is going to happen. No hay lugar a dudas. There is no doubt. Podemos estar seguros de que será un hecho. We can be sure that this will be a reality. Y entonces encontramos el primer desafío que nos presenta la palabra de Dios en esta mañana. And so we have the first challenge that el, I want to point out from the word today. Y es el desafío de no vivir bajo la pesadilla, bajo el temor de la pesadilla de nuestro mundo. And here is the first challenge for us this morning. We should not live under the nightmare 
nightmare of the world as it is today. Sino vivir bajo la esperanza del sueño de Dios. But we need to live under the hope of God's dream for us. Es como los protagonistas del libro de las crónicas de Narnia de C.S. Lewis. It is he's referencing C.S. Lewis in the book of Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia. Ellos van a vivir bajo lo que ven en ese mundo, bajo la bruja malvada. Are they going to live by what they see in their in that world? O van a vivir bajo la esperanza que puede traer Aslan a su tierra. Or are they going to live under the hope that Aslan is going to bring to their land? El desafío para nosotros es creer que ese sueño de Dios será una realidad. Our challenge is for us to believe that God's dream will become a reality. Y vivir nuestras vidas bajo esa esperanza. And to live that our lives, our lives under that hope. Y no vivir bajo el cinismo que nos puede traer el mundo desesperanzado. Instead of living under the cynicism of this world with that hope that we are surrounded by. O no vivir bajo el desencanto de que todo es igual y nada cambia. Or not to live under the cynicism of everything is the same. Nothing is ever going to change and that's the way it will be. Dios nos invita a echar fuera todo temor. God calls us today, invites us today to cast out all fear. Y sin embargo, también la palabra de Dios en esta mañana nos trae otro desafío. And, and the word of God also brings another challenge for us. Y es el desafío de sumarnos al sueño de Dios. And it's the challenge, the invitation to join with God in his dream. No solamente a vivir en la esperanza del sueño, pero a trabajar por el sueño. Not just to live with the hope of that dream, but to work towards that dream. Henry Ford dijo, la visión sin ejecución es solo una alucinación. Henry Ford said, vision without execution is just hallucination. Nosotros no podemos quedarnos estáticos, pasivos, inmunes ante el sueño we de Dios. We can't be static, passive, immune when we have this God dream. Entonces nuestra responsabilidad es trabajar para que esa restauración anhelada por Dios y necesitada por millones de, de personas en este mundo ocurra. And our part <coughs> is to to participate in God's dream and to do what we can under him so that this dream will indeed become a reality. No podemos quedarnos quietos, necesitamos participar. We can be just uninvolved, we must participate. Permítanme contarles la historia de un par de mujeres que decidieron participar del sueño de Dios. I want to tell you a story of two women who decided to participate in God's dream. Ellas son Teresa y Dorita. Teresa and Dorita. Y viven en Montevideo, Uruguay, la ciudad más secular de toda Latinoamérica. They live in Montevideo, Uruguay, the most secular city in the most secular country in Latin America. Y Teresa y Dorita tienen 78 y 84 años, son viudas. Wait, wait, wait. Teresa and Dorita are 74 and 80 years old and they are widows. Ya, y son, eh, y están llenas de problemas eh, de salud. And they both have a lot of health problems. Y ellas participaron de un entrenamiento de discípulos que multiplican discípulos. They participated in a disciple making disciples training. Y ellas dijeron, Dios, 
lo vamos a hacer. No vamos a tener excusa para ir a ser discípulos. And, and they said, God, we will join. We will participate in this. We will not accept any of our own excuses to not join in your dream. Y ellas empezaron a orar, Señor, muéstranos la persona de paz. And they started praying, Lord, show us who is the person of peace. Señor, queremos hacer tu obra. Lord, we want to do your work. Queremos ser obedientes we a la gran comisión. We want to be obedient to the great commission. Y de pronto vino a sus mentes una persona que conocían de hace muchos años atrás, Tocoto. And as they were praying, they had in mind this person that they had known many years before. His name was Tocoto. Tocoto había sido un jovencito que había estado en la iglesia en su adolescencia. He had been in their church when he was a young man. Pero se había apartado. But he had left the things of God. Y ahora estaba en condición de calle a causa de alcoholismo y drogadicción. And now he was on the streets. He was a street person due to his drug addiction and alcoholism. Y cuando Dorita y Teresa oraron, vino a su mente Tocoto. And when Teresa and this other woman were praying, the thought of Tocoto came to their minds. Entonces fueron a buscarlo a un parque que quedaba cerca de la iglesia y donde él estaba viviendo en esas calles. And so they went looking for him and they arrived at a park not too far away from the church where he was living in homelessness. Y empezaron a tener comunión con Tocoto. And they started chatting with him. Empezaron a volver a hablar del amor de Dios a Tocoto. They told Tocoto again about the love of God. Y de pronto, cuando el invierno se hace más fuerte en Uruguay, que llega casi a los menos cuatro grados centígrados, pasó un milagro. And then, when the winter got very, very cold in Uruguay, a, a, um, a miracle happened. Tocoto estaba debajo de un árbol. Tocoto was under a tree. Buscando un poco de sol ese día. Trying to find a little bit of sunshine that day. Y de pronto pensó, esas viejas no van a venir hoy. And he thought, those old bags are not coming today. ¿Quién va a venir por aquí con este frío? Who is coming, who's going to come today with this cold? ¿Quién va a cambiar el calor de su hogar por esta parque frío, feo, con vagabundos? Who on earth, two old ladies leaving their home that is cold, a warm and, and cozy to come and connect with a homeless person in the park? Y de pronto Tocoto levanta su vista. And then Tocoto looks up. Y adivinen quién venía. And guess, guess who, were, who was walking towards him. Teresa y Dorita. Teresa and Dorita. Y cuando Tocoto las vio. And when Tocoto saw them. Esto tocó su corazón. That touched his heart. Porque él no vio a Teresa y Dorita. Because he didn't see Teresa and Dorita. Porque él vio a Dios Padre. Because he saw God the Father. Que venía a buscarlo. That was walking towards him to find him. Para traerlo nuevamente a su redil. To bring him again towards him. A partir de ese día Tocoto decidió volver a rendir su vida a Dios. And because of that and on that day Tocoto decided to give his life to God. Y empezó God. a caminar con el Señor. And he started walking with God. Y empezó a hablar a sus compañeros de calle acerca de Dios. And he started talking to other homeless people about God. Y no quiero hacer esta historia muy larga. And I don't want to make this story any longer. Pero por lo menos una decena de personas de la calle en ese lugar ahora son de la iglesia. But at least 12 people that I know of from that homeless area 
have joined the church. Y ya no viven en la calle. And they no longer live in the street. Pero no solamente fueron las personas de la calle las que llegaron a Cristo. But it wasn't just people from the street that came to Jesus. Sino que la comunidad empezó a ver que este hombre y otros que eran muy malos a veces ahí estaban siendo transformados. But the community noticed that this man that had made people frightened there because they were threatening with their behavior and their engagement with the community the community could see that they had been transformed y entonces empezaron a unirse a, a, a la casa de paz and, and they joined the house of peace y empezaron a bautizarse and they were saved and they were baptized y la iglesia de Teresa y Dorita que era una iglesia que estaba casi muriendo en ese momento and, and the church from Teresa and Dorita that was dying just before this empezó a experimentar esta iglesia un avivamiento they started living this revival y esta iglesia entonces empezó a ver cómo ellos podían ser parte del mover global de Dios. And, and this church started dreaming even bigger. How can we be part of whatever God wants to do? Y la iglesia ahora está viva. And the church is now alive. Y la que era estéril ahora está dando a luz una nueva iglesia en otra zona de la ciudad por trabajar en lo que Dios está trabajando. And this church that was almost dead has now been not only revitalized but is working with other churches in that same very secular city in a very secular country to see the transformation that God has for them all. Tú puedes sumarte al sueño de Dios. You, you can join God's dream. Tú puedes ser Teresa o Dorita. You could be Teresa or Dorita. Tú puedes sumarte al sueño de Dios orando para que el sueño de Dios suceda. You can join God's dream by praying that God's dream will become a reality. Para que millones que viven en injusticia sean libres de la injusticia. So that millions, millions who live in injustice will be freed from injustice. Tú puedes orar para que la creación sea reconciliada. You can pray that creation will be reconciled. Tú puedes orar para que la tierra sea llena del conocimiento de Dios. You can pray that the church will be filled with the knowledge of God. Así que tú puedes tomar en tus manos el reto de orar por el mundo en que vivimos. So I challenge you to, to accept in your hands the challenge of praying for the world that we live in. Tú puedes ser parte de aquellos que participan del sueño de Dios. You can be part with many others who participate in God's dream. Pero tú también puedes sumarte al sueño de Dios obedeciendo a Cristo en otras formas. You can also join by obeying Jesus in other ways. Tú puedes sumarte llevando personas en Seattle que aún viven en una, sin una relación con Cristo, guiarlos a una relación con Cristo. You can participate in this dream of God by sharing your faith with other people who have no faith, who have no hope in Seattle. Tú puedes ser un faro de esperanza para la oscuridad de muchas personas en esta ciudad. You can become a light of hope for many people who are hopeless in this city. Tal como el doctor Martin Luther King le dijo a la multitud, just, I have a dream. Just like Dr. Martin Luther King said to the crowd, I have a dream. Guy said, God said today, I have a dream. For you and for the world. Amen. Y Dios dice, yo sueño con un mundo justo. 
And God says, I dream with a just world. Yo sueño con un mundo reconciliado. I dream with a world reconciled. Yo sueño con un mundo en el que mi presencia, mi shalom llene la tierra. I dream of an earth filled with the knowledge of the Lord. Hermanos y hermanas, unámonos hoy y hagamos realidad el sueño de Dios. Sisters and brothers, let's join in and let's, let's make this God's dream a reality here. Tal si tomamos un minuto para orar. Let's pray. Well, God, we've been challenged. Um, not just by Pastor John Jairo, but by you, by your word. Amen. You have a dream. Amen. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we will become part of that dream just as you wish us, wish for us. A dream for the world a dream for the places where we work, for the places where we worship, for the places where we live. You have a dream. And this morning you invite us to participate with you in this, your dream. And we pray that your will will be done in us as we participate with you as it is in heaven. And we pray this in the strong and powerful and unfailing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.